0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North
1: Twin Show. Deep to right field, to the corner, and gone! A three-run home run down the right field line, and it's 5 to nothing, Twins. That highlight courtesy
2: of Fox Sports North and Dick Bramer. I'm Derek Wetmore. This is the Score North first place twin show. We're going to the high leverage reliever wow. right now. Phil Mackey what, steps what? into the studio for
3: Rami Mackey. And in comes Mackey in a big spot. <laughs> What's your closer music? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. Can I Before I answer that, were White Sox fans booing? Can you play that highlight again? Oh, they were booing.
1: Deep to right field. To the corner. And... Three-run home run down what are they the mad about, line, right? and it's five to nothing. They're twitch. in third
3: place. They're probably outperforming what people thought. They're going to be—they're loaded for next year. Just enjoy a ball game for God's sake. Take your whooping <laughs> silently.
2: <laughs> they're mad that their starting pitcher couldn't get an out against the Bomba squad. That's Apparently so. No bueno. So, if you're going into that game as them,
3: closer music. Uh, Glenn Perkins and I once did, and I think it was with Judd. This is probably four or five years ago. We did, like, 30 minutes on what should Glenn's closer music be, and he wound up choosing, was it the Zoo by the Scorpions, and then he went to the Johnny Cash one? Okay. I see. I remember him by the Johnny Cash music. He had, very briefly, he had something else from the 80s, but... (laughs) Yeah, I would probably have probably, something from the, like the zoo from the Scorpions. i would Michael McDonald, line. don't lie. That's a good point. You would probably just have yacht rock music. Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald,
2: this is it. <laughs> That's what it would be. There Smart. you go. He's Phil Mackey, Manny Hills producing. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm Derek Wetmore. And hey, before we do get started on some of this reckless trade speculation, which, by the way, you can stream on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook, Uh we're doing an event, Phil. You're going to be there. Glenn Perkins is going to be there. I probably should have started with Glenn Perkins. No disrespect, but Perk will be there. Judd Zalgad, Rami Makloff, and myself, Derek Whatmore, at Modest Brewing. That's August sixth. It's a Tuesday. It's before a Twins game, and Modest, if you know, is right out by Target Field. So come hang by, uh, hang out with us. Drop by, have a beer, listen to some Twins talk um, from the Score North First Place Twin show after the Twins have already made several trades and we've
3: all planned the parade. Yeah, it'll be uh, that'll be super fun. That's actually coming up fast. It's a week from tomorrow at Modest. Tickets are free. Just go to scorenorth.com slash Glenn, like Derek said. I know you guys have probably done a bunch of Sergio Romo stuff, but I have some takes. I don't think you can do enough Sergio Romo
2: stuff the Monday after the Twins make a trade.
3: I like the trade. I like the trade, especially if it's part one to like a two-part bullpen acquisition and they get somebody better. But if you start to look at all the different boxes that he checks, okay, and I know that just having a really good pitcher, first and foremost, is the most important box. And there are other better pitchers out there. Kirby Yates is out there. Ken Giles, if healthy, is a better overall pitcher. I love the fact, though, that Sergio Romo has pitched in the biggest of big moments before and has thrived. I love that he has World Series credibility. I love that he's open-minded enough on that Tampa Bay Rays uh, staff last year where they said, all right, we're going to try some weird stuff. Who wants to raise their hand to pitch in the first inning as an opener? And he's like, all right, sounds good. I'll do it. I'll go get out. He'll pitch anywhere. I love his energy. The interviews that he was doing yesterday, just like he's got a personality. He's ready to rock. Um, I just like everything about him. Even if he's, you know, 60 to 70% of what he was with the giants at his peak. I think he's a plus addition to, it can't be your only addition, though, yeah. if you want to win a World Series. It might be Diet
2: Kirby Yates or Diet Ken Giles. What does he do for you, Phil? And we talked about this in the first hour a little bit. Very good against righties. Not so much against lefties. You're going to find a spot for Taylor Rogers to go get those lefties out. That's just how, how this bullpen operates. Where does he slot in for you in terms of the trust tree among Twins? Current relievers, assuming... Let's just for the thought exercise, assuming no more trades
3: are made. Well, they DFA'd half the bullpen, so he's, <laughs> he's up, ahead of that he's half. upper half, right? All right? Well, there you go. Like step one, find someone who's better than the guys you just DFA'd throughout the month month of July. Um, Trevor May is below him, so I put him above Trevor May. I put him. I, it, Ryan Harper's having a nice little season. I can't, in good conscience, put put Sergio Romo below Ryan Harper. Okay. I think he's number two. Okay. Taylor, it's more of an indictment on the Twins' bullpen than it is a a praise to Sergio Romo. I think it's Taylor Rogers' head and shoulders above everybody else. And then Sergio Romo is probably the second most trustworthy reliever in their bullpen right now. Have you guys
1: seen his home away splits this year, Sergio Romo? Oh, he's way better on the road, isn't he? It's astonishing. I don't have him in front of me. What do you got? Okay, so... His home numbers are he's got a 5.59 ERA at home. Ugh. If you had to pitch in that god awful ballpark in yeah. front of
3: eight fans every night, well, he'll have to <laughs> and this corrupt, week. Yeah, all these ugly colors <laughs>
1: everywhere. And, yeah. And then, yeah, his, and his away this year, he's, he's got, his ERA is 1.47 wow. on the road this year.
2: Hey, can you guys confirm? Like, that's Home road splits are important, but can you confirm the most important thing for me? I heard a rumor that the Marlins were taking out their fish tanks. In the stadium, did that happen? Is that a real thing? I don't know if that was the best thing about that franchise.
3: No, it was it was hideous. No, (laughs) no. Like the race
2: tank is kind of cool, but if you have like just an actual aquarium fish tank, that's me. Sign me up. I'm there. South Florida. I mean, like they could have run
3: a promotion. You know, every time a Marlins pitcher gives up a home run in the fish tank, like fans get free food or something. (laughs) They could have had some self deprecating promotion. Sign me up. Why is it? This is a phenomenon that interests me. So Sergio Romo clearly has flaws, and he's not you're not adding Mariana Rivera in his prime to your bullpen. Sure. I understand that. That's fair. But you didn't really have to give up a whole lot, depending on what you think of the prospect the twins gave up. You wind up getting a prospect in return, anyways. Um, by all accounts, was it like the 29th prospect? B- bottom half of their top thirty list for sure. Yeah. So they get a guy who raises the bar a little bit. It's a good acquisition. He's a veteran. But I feel like so many fans are quick to say classic scrap heap trade, you know, instead of going after yeah. a Craig Kimbrell. But the Vikings go out year after year. The Vikings go out and they'll add a Jake Long or somebody before training camp. Well, let's just go see if we can, you know, rekindle the flame with a Jake Long. And it's always lauded as, oh, that is a, just a great savvy signing. Just really like buy out. low on someone with value. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't work out, ah, oh, it was good, good, good to take a flyer on it, right? This is if if you take away the fact that people hate the poll ads and that the twins historically have not made big splashes at the trade deadline, if you just look at this move in a vacuum, it's a good move and oh, it helps yeah. the bullpen.
2: It's really hard to avoid the conclusion that this is a good move. The only thing I'd say is that I think there are a lot of people, Phil, um, in Bombasota, who view this as like a step forward. This is a positive. It's it's guarded or it's it's with a little bit of measured stance where they say this is a good move but could we do more potentially okay that's fair fair play but i think that a lot of twins fans saw this move and thought oh lewin diaz like i mean power prospect like his maybe his potential first base down the road but hey if you get somebody to help the bullpen right now yeah and then, especially if you go do something else, which trading Lou and Diaz does not prevent you
3: from going to do some other move to upgrade the pitching step. I think a lot of Twins fans are pretty stoked about this move. The two names that keep sticking in my mind here, just I, I don't like Noah Syndergaard is is definitely the top name on the list for everyone looking for starting pitching the next couple of days. And and who knows what the Mets are doing? Like no, God knows what the Mets are up to in these Man, he's last four guess. hours. But. <laughs> The two names (laughs)
1: are crashing their bomba bus.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're They're just literally driving in the side ditch. The two names that are not quite as sexy, but are both very effective. They wouldn't be your number one starter. I think it would be Jose Barrios and then either one of these two guys. A year and a half of team control, I think, for both of them. Robbie Ray from Arizona and Mike Miner from Texas that seems to be the path. And by the way, Derek Falvey is going to join here in like five minutes. I'm sure he'll just flat out tell us. Yeah. Yeah. He'll just tell us. Is it at
2: the finish line (laughs) or like you got a little ways
3: to go to (laughs) wrap up Robbie Ray, but you could get one of those guys for far less. Like you're not going to have to give up Royce Lewis to get Robbie Ray or Alex Kirloff to get a Mike minor. And either one of those guys would be in your playoff starting rotation. If you added one of those to Sergio Romo and another reliever, I would consider that a successful week for the Twins.
2: Totally agree with you. I think that I look at this and I say there's a couple different tiers, but let's, for simplicity, break it into two. There's your go-for-it stars. Noah Syndergaard, Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd. These are, I don't know if you're selling the farm, but you're definitely taking out a second mortgage on the family farm to get those guys into a Twins uniform for this year and the next couple of years. That's the go-for-it. Then there's another level down, and that's kind of what you're talking about here. It's Robbie Ray. It's Mike Miner. It's Zach Wheeler with the Mets. Or it's another Mets reliever, Edwin Diaz, Seth Lugo, guys like that. There are a number of names in that second tier where, look, if you don't pull off a Thor trade, I can't, it's, it's going to be hard to hold it against you because the Mets are the Mets. If you don't get anything... Despite there being a relatively deep pool here and you having the prospect capital to make a move, that's when I think the Twins are going to earn some criticism.
3: We uh, we can keep the BOMBA lines open. six five one six four six eight two five five from the TCO Studios. Derek Falvey coming up shortly. Dan in St. Paul, you are on the first place a Twin Show, Dan.
0: Hey, more? I was just going to compliment you on your aptitude for all things baseball and the Twins organization until so you seem to advocate for... Trevor Bauer being traded for the organization. So I, mean, well, I don't know if you
2: slept through the weekend. But, uh, I mean, thank you for the backhanded compliment, Dan. Makes, I appreciate
3: it.
0: He makes Ken Giles seem emotionally stable. So.
3: <laughs> I mean, listen, I think he was just showing everyone who was That's watching. arm strength. This is, uh, this is his best Max Kepler off of his own pitch oh, impression. Gosh. That so, actually
0: exactly. is some uh, pretty good, uh, you know, Proof of long toss. Um, there you go. He is a
3: long play. toss master.
1: If yeah, they we're going to yeah. make a sequel, another sequel to Major League, featuring the <laughs> Cleveland Indians. Trevor Bauer, I think, would be l- the the headliner of the cast. I think right. after what he did, yeah. yesterday. we,
4: we can
0: we can't trade for him because he will miss all playoff starts due to playing with his drone. Wow. So, but no, hey, I you kind of stole my thunder today before I made this call, but I I I really think we should focus almost strictly on bullpen unless we can somehow sneak. Robbie Ray or Minor, but I would definitely not give up Kirilov or Lewis for those guys. Especially not Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler is like I wouldn't touch that guy unless we really got him for nothing. Just sure. a, I don't think those guys. I mean, look at their numbers. I'm not a huge stat head, but those guys. I don't think they're a huge upgrade. Unfortunately, over anybody in our rotation except for maybe Martin Perez. But I'm not willing to give up uh, like Brent Rooker, a solid possible position player for 10 or 15 years, just for a guy that. Probably doesn't make your rotation in the playoffs, or you wouldn't even trust to like compete against the Yankees or the Astros. I mean, I don't. I don't think Robbie Ray or Mike Miner. I mean, yes, I'd take them over Odorizzi and Gibson, but that's also more an indictment on Odorizzi and Gibson than I think Robbie Ray or Mike Miner is going to do anything more than go four or five innings against those guys and give up three or four runs. So instead, I'd rather just trust an offense to battle. And make sure the bullpen doesn't implode. And yeah. I, abso- I absolutely don't. I think it was comical that. I appreciate the the debate, but I think it's comical to pretend that Sergio Romo would be anything further than number two in our bullpen immediately because uh, Trevor May is just. Horrendous. So yeah, go well, Rogers Romo, and then pray for his <laughs> eight innings from our starters.
2: So. Dan, let me ask you before we let you go: as you mentioned, bullpen is your top top focus. Do you have a name circled in your wish list for the Twins to get before July thirty first?
0: So I guess I'm kind of one of those uh people who don't know the league. I mean, I know the league pretty well, now, like you guys, but. I, I, I would be sneaky, under-the-radar, like Michael Gibbons-type guy. Sure. You don't have to give up. I don't want to give up Kirloff or Royce Lewis for Kirby Yates, unless you're going to tell me right now Kirby Yates is going to be like Dennis Eckersley for us for a decade, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I, I, I would be way more fearful. I, I just really, I'm a huge Twins fan. I fear that the best-case scenario for the Twins this year is... Winning the division and then losing in four or five games to the Yankees and Astros, I still think we're a year or two away. So I don't want to give away, like, Royce Lewis or Alex Kirilov for that. I hear you. you
1: you. I hear you.
0: Yeah, that's just how I feel. I'd rather try to sneak more. Virgil Romo type guys, like two or three more of those guys, like awesome. that. You
2: know, so thanks, guys. Hey, Dan, it. thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, are I, they I really
3: think, a year or two away? No, though?
2: no, the Twins are in it this year. That's the one point I would disagree with Dan on. Like, what what makes you say that adding pitching here still leaves you behind the Yankees and Astros? I mean, run differential, they're third, literally one run behind the Houston Astros, and a far cry from the LA Dodgers. But that's. Unfair. They get to play the National League all the time.
3: I mean, we can continue this a little bit later in the show. What is their window? How realistic is it that they can win the World Series this year? But I look at this and say, you're never going to be able to build it perfectly only from within. And, and in the offseason, you always have to add something at the deadline to put your team over the top. The Twins lineup is ready to win a World Series right now. Yes. And if you can if you can help it with some pitching acquisitions, then your window to win a World Series starts this year. Should we tell Derek Falvey that's how we think uh, on the other side of this? Yeah. In fact, I don't even... Let's just tell him what we think and make him <laughs> listen for like 10 minutes. Hey, you got 10, 10 minutes, minutes to yeah. let us vent here. We've got takes about the trade deadline. Derek Falvey's going to listen to them on the first place Score at Twin no. Show. <laughs> when we come ninety nine twenty.
0: The Score North Twin Show. Bombas On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or
5: wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
1: A high fly right center field. Going back is Angle. That ball is gone. Two to nothing twins in the blink of an eye.
3: Fox Sports North. This is the first place Scorner Twin Show. Let me see if I can get this right because I'm, I'm not normally the one that says this. Rami says this. Okay. It is the first place Scorner Twin Show live from Bombasota, land of 10,000 rakes. Where, where the, the magic, magic number, number is 50-55? Is it 55? I think you got that right. Or is it lower than 55? By the way, okay, Derek Falvey joins us here uh, from the Score North Studios via the phone line. Did you know, and this is going to be a little bit depressing, but did you know that yesterday was the first day when you take away the head-to-head matchup against the Indians where you played them and took two of three, that you guys won and they lost on the same day since June 29th? Yes, yeah, it's,
4: it's something I, I, I definitely heard. Uh, I saw I saw the note about that. I mean, the reality is they've played really good baseball. They're a good team, and you know they've got the chance to take advantage of some of their schedule. And I think that recently uh, we've certainly played some tough teams. So I think it's it's going to be tough. You know, you're playing 162 games, and it's against a really good team. Uh, I I fully expect it'll be a fun rest of the summer. Yeah.
3: By the way, that that was really the only question we had. We just want you to listen to our trade deadline takes for ten minutes and take notes. Is that okay? <laughs>
4: Stop. <laughs> Done deal. Sounds great. That's easy to make.
3: <laughs> so, can you tell us what you know and tell us what uh, what attracted you guys to Sergio Romo, who has you know he's in his mid thirties now, but he he was at one point one of the premier late inning big game relievers in all of baseball. What do you see in this uh, later stage, Sergio Romo?
4: Well, I think there's a part of it that's just that right there. I mean, he's got a ton of experience toward the back end of games, pitching in in World Series games and in meaningful spots. And I think that uh, there's no substitute for that. You only have one way of learning how to do that, and that's experience. And I think that he brings that to to our club, certainly. But what I don't want to get lost in that is this guy is a really good pitcher. You know, he's found a way to continue to evolve with his stuff He's never been a hard thrower, even during those best years that you just referenced. And so he still isn't now, and and that's not part of his game. But what he can do is he knows how to use his slider about as well as anybody. He's still incredibly tough on right-handed hitters. So we see him as somebody who can help us toward the back end of games, maybe balance out uh, some of the guys that we have that have been pitching really well against lefties, whether that's Taylor Rogers or Ryan Harper or others. So just a good fit to our bullpen.
2: Derek, uh, we talk about the trust tree on this show, the, re- the reliever trust tree and who Rocco goes to in key moments, whether it's you know high leverage, late in games, close game, whatever it is. Um, do you see, even in this late stage, Sergio Romo fitting into that late inning group? I mean, we've seen the season, Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, Ryan Harper. I'd kind of throw Sergio Romo, just looking at the numbers, he's sort of in that mix for me. Do you expect to see him there the next two months?
4: I do, I do, I really do, and, and for a couple of reasons. One, no one in the Twins organization knows Romo uh, better than Rocco does. You know, He had him last year as part of the Tampa Bay Rays staff. Uh, he knows the person. He knows what he does at the beginning or back end of games. Uh, he was the first opener that was used, so yeah. he's willing to take the ball at any point, uh, he just wants the ball in a big spot, and I think that Rocco's going to find a way to give it to him. I, I fully expect that he'll be one of the options there toward the back end of the game because, like you said, guys like Taylor Rogers and Ryan Harper have had great years for us. Now, Romo adds a different dimension to that, who's a, a guy who's exceptionally tough on right-handers and someone who, if you take out early April when you know, relievers can go up or down, since then he's really been among the better guys uh, that were available this deadline in our minds.
3: Derek Falvey with us here. It's Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill uh, on the other side of the glass. The Score North Twin Show, five days a week if you are just finding it near this trade deadline. Five days a week at noon every single day and podcastable anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Spotify, Apple, and the Score North mobile app, which is uh, free to download. So can you just like give us... I think people are really interested in how this works this time of year and... I mean, how many plates are you spinning? How many conversations do you have going? At any, can you give any sort of glimpse into what this type of a week is like for a team that sits twenty plus games over five hundred and is looking to improve its roster?
4: Yeah, I think it's it's probably the same. You know, whether you're twenty under or twenty over in terms of the volume, I, I think that uh, the calls that are happening between clubs are are significant, you know, we're bene- we benefit now from text messages and some of the other mediums that we can get messages across quickly, but uh, the reality is you know, typically Thad and I spend time, we split up some teams, call some different clubs, and try and gain uh, just some insight into what teams are looking to do, and I think when you're in a position in, you certainly know which teams you think are maybe more inclined to move players off their Major League roster, so you're checking in more intently with those clubs, but that doesn't mean you, you leave out conversations with teams that... Maybe are in it. You know, you never know if there's different uh, matches that might that might work at the major league level. So, you know, we stay in touch, stay in contact. I think we all know that these things tend to come down to the last 48 to 72 hours. And uh, despite I think all of the noise before that, the reality is most deals get done in these last 72 hours. So we'll be we'll be working pretty steadily between now and uh, the deadline.
3: Are there teams that still don't know if they're buying or selling here a couple days before?
4: I think that's fair to say. You know, there's an, it, because of the advent of the second wild card and, and the reality that there are a number of teams, particularly over in the National League, when you look at it, there's a lot of teams that are at least close to within shouting distance of that second wild card. And those teams have to make a difficult call, certainly as to where, where they are with competitive position. And I, I think just based on conversations I've had with clubs, uh, they may have a decent sense of where they're headed, but you know, anything can change over a really short period of time. We've seen it with a few different teams already. So, uh, it's it that'll play a role, certainly. I think the fact that there won't be movement after July 31st and August will play some role in this, too. So I, I would anticipate a flurry of activity maybe in the last 24 hours.
2: Derek, I don't know if you guys love it or hate it or maybe somewhere in between, but we have a lot of fun with the rumor mill and how much just... I'll say stuff because we're on the radio here. How much stuff flies against the wall uh, at this time of the year and maybe the weeks? C- categorize it, it correctly. Man.
1: It's reckless speculation. It's, it's reckless
2: speculation, is what it is. That's fair to say. I'm curious to know, though, because I think um, on this show, anyways, Derek, we're fans of the Sergio Romo move, kind of like the creativity involved there, getting more pieces back to for Luis Diaz. Um, do you view this as your move, or do you anticipate that the Twins might make more trades before the deadline on Wednesday?
4: Well, I think it's 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 always hard to say until you get to the finish line whether or not you're within striking distance. I, re- I really felt that way over my career. There's a lot of potential conversations happening, a lot of ideas going back and forth. Typically you don't get toward the end of that until you get closer. So we were glad that we could get Sergio. We were, I think, one of the first trades really of the group. I know Jake Diekman went the other day as well, but of the reliever group that had been out there, you know, there haven't been, there hasn't been that much movement. I think that we'll continue to stay engaged. I can't necessarily handicap how, how likely, but I, I would say we'll stay engaged through the finish. And in terms of what you asked about the rumor mill, I think the reality is, uh, uh, there's a lot of things that go out there and uh, I would say maybe half of them or have some substance <laughs> to them. Uh, so that's just reality. But at the same time, you always want to remember that they are, you know, there are human beings and, and sometimes yes. young kids involved in your system and you always want to make sure that you keep those kids aware and, and our managers do a really nice job in the minor leagues of talking with those guys and saying, hey, your name may be out there. That's just part of this business. It's something for a young player to learn. So it's always always something we pay attention to even beyond what's happening at the Major League level. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Quick one for you, Derek, before we let you go. Uh, off day for the Twins. Do you get to sleep in your own bed or are you guys all camped out at one Twins way this week?
4: Yeah, I think I'll think i get to my home at my bed at some point so tonight I'm sure uh, it have. Uh, over the last couple of nights, but uh, I, we'll 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 hole up in the office. Uh, you won't see us outside much for lunch. You know, we'll order <laughs> in and make sure that we don't we don't miss anything while we're here, right? Nice. Up until the deadline, but it, uh, it'll be a fun few days, I'm sure.
3: Okay, well, one more. We lied just because I, I I know you can't be super specific in answering this, but I feel like the the conundrum you guys have, or opportunity, challenge, conundrum, whatever word you want to use, is. You guys have stumbled into the greatest power-hitting offense statistically in baseball history, and there's got to be at least some feeling of obligation to put some extra poker chips on this table because you have a chance to maybe win the World Series. What are those discussions like internally as you try to figure out how willing are you to take chips off of future tables to put them on this table? Do you think this team can win the World Series, I guess, is my question.
4: Well, I, I you're, it's always that balance. And to answer your question about the about how much goes into this team and future teams, we always want to keep ourselves uh, with an eye toward both the future and the present. That's true. Every season we'll go through. But at the same time, we reflect on where we are as a team and, and what this group has accomplished to date. Now, I will say the group that has accomplished what they've done so far, uh, that's the group that's downstairs. And anytime you're making an addition, you are making a subtraction. And, and that makes it more challenging. And I think that, Anytime you look at a, a group that we have right now position player wise has really done a nice job pitching I think has really stepped up in, in aggregate you know if you look at most of our our young guys coming up and the way our starters have performed for the year so I think there's certainly there will always be opportunity to improve but I also want to reflect on what the guys have done in that clubhouse uh, I think adding Romo was a, a great stabilizer and a unique weapon that we can use out in the bullpen toward the back end of games. I'm hopeful there will be other opportunities going forward to add this team, but we're going to compete uh, all the way through, and I, I, have, I have a lot of confidence in the way this team's going to battle, uh, hopefully right in and through the playoffs.
3: That is Chief Baseball Officer with the Minnesota Twins, Derek Falvey. Uh, we speak on behalf of a lot of fans. This is an exciting time and an exciting week, and uh, we, we look forward to seeing what happens in the next 48 to 72 hours.
4: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a yeah. great day. See Thanks, Derek. Derek
2: Salvi. Well, that is going to be a fascinating uh, sprint to the finish here because I loved your question, Phil, on how many <laughs> how many lines do you have in the water? Like, have you ever gone fishing on one of those boats that you're kind of just trolling around the lake and you've got maybe like three, four lines out, constantly getting crossed? And like, unless you're really skillful at it, it's it's a challenging thing to pull off well. And the twins are doing that with like 75 lines, I'm sure. I He, he didn't put a number on it, but I'm going to throw it out there. Constant conversations yeah. with multiple teams on multiple different fronts. This will be a, a super fun sprint of the I fish. think.
3: Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Let's see. Judd just retweeted some Bob Nightingale. Let's see. Yeah, this a little breaking I news there's was twins. Uh, nope, it's not. Never mind. I thought it was. You've got your radar I up. Something. I got to say, like, Phil's kind of always on alert for this. Yeah. No, you should see. I have, I have, for the people watching right now on the stream, I literally have like sections of my tweet deck for twins news, major league baseball. I've got like the the Mount Rushmore of baseball reporters all pouring into one feed. So if, if Ken Rosenthal stays up late and has indigestion, like I see
1: it on my feed. That was me with NBA free agency. <laughs> right. That that day when me and Danny did that show. I just had a tweet deck open of Johnny Kay Shams Woj, just everybody <laughs> you could think of yes. is just yes, injected yes. into my veins. Right? Phil's walking around on Pins
2: and Eno. He's like, "Hold on, a retweet." Oh, wait, it's just a regular. Oh, just but abuse. Okay. Can I
3: ask you guys this too? And I, and this is fun because we do this on Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and you guys are doing this. And I'm and I've been on the Scorner Twin Show a handful of times, but I if 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 the twins are wondering, all right, how careful should we be about taking some of these chips off of the 2022 table, 2021 table? They're trying to be the responsible adult, which is, hey, we got to look out. It's not just a win now, satisfy now thing here. This you can't is, just party all night. You got homework to do in the morning. You've got a future of of plenty of seasons in which you could be competitive, and they're trying to balance that with, yeah, but this team is on pace to shatter the major league baseball home run record, and you should get it some pitching help. Again, yesterday for like the fifteenth time, they hit four home runs in the game. This train isn't slowing <laughs> right? down,
0: right? <laughs> Yeah.
3: offensively, this train God. isn't slowing down. I know there's homework in the morning, but this party's super fun. I just want to tell them, and, I, and Derek, if you're still listening, fans will be okay if you take a shot this year and it doesn't work out. I don't think they're going to say, well, what do you do? Look, at now, now kirillov has gone. I think people would say, you know what? They took their shot. People praise the Vikings for taking their shot, even though the economics of those sports are entirely different. I think... I think you can gain a lot of trust back with the Twins fan base, and, and they've gained a lot back already. Just look at the attendance for the season. Yeah, If you take a shot, the organization hasn't taken a shot with if Terry Ryan, Bill Smith. Some of those seasons, they weren't in a position to take a shot, whether it was because they were at the Metrodome and they just didn't have the same type of payroll um, compared to target field teams. But don't be
1: afraid to take a shot. People will, people will applaud you for taking a shot. I, no, fair play. I, I look at, too, with, like, look at what they've gotten out of Nelson Cruz. I mean, when they signed Nelson Cruz, did any of us, I mean, we, we figured, okay, yeah, nice signing. He's hit a lot of home runs. He's a good professional hitter. Maybe mentor Miguel Sano a little bit. But could you have imagined him having this type of season at 39 years old when He's they signed Incredible. There? He's, yeah, he's been
3: amazing. He's given you more than Jim Tomey gave you when he was 39 yeah. years old. And, and Jim Tomey was awesome here That in was a celebration,
1: yeah. And, I mean, a guy like that who's been in World Series before, it's like this guy has given you so much more than you could have even imagined. It's like let's go for a push, even, you know, if anything for this guy to give him a shot at winning a ring, you know? Well, that the, the Nelson Cruz factor,
3: to go back to caller Dan in St. Paul's Point from, I well, 15, 20 minutes ago. And he said, "I just feel like the Twins might still be a year or two away when you size them up against the Yankees and the Astros." And okay, well, let's go a year or two down the road. Nelson Cruz is going to be forty, so you're not, you're not, or not on the team, or not as effective, or any combination of those things. You know, some of these guys like C.J. Krone might not be on the team, and he's been hurt the last couple weeks. Mm. But you're not guaranteed to capture this type of magic in a lineup again in 2021 or 22 when you're hoping that Alex Kirloff can be part of it, hoping that Royce Lewis can be part of it. I think you have to come to terms with if you're going to make a big splashy move or you're thinking about pulling a Noah Syndergaard trigger, are you okay with watching one of your top prospects be amazing for another franchise for 10 years, which is what the Cubs are doing right now looking around the league, even if they don't win the world series? Because when the Cubs traded for all Chapman, There were no guarantees, and they almost lost in Game 7 of the World Series. Yes, they did. And you just have to be at peace with rolling the dice if that's the decision you make, even if you don't win the World Series in the end. the thing I get the pushback
2: on maybe the most, but it's the stance I'm going to— this is the—Phil, you like to use the phrase, the hill I'm going to die on. I am defending this hill, and you can't get me off of it. You're going to have to take me out of it feet first. It is that these guys—I'm talking specifically about Derek Falvey— Bad Levine, you know, Daniel Adler, Jeremy Zoll, on and on down the list of crew that Falvey has assembled since he took over Minnesota have earned the trust of, of you, of me, of Manny, of Rami all the way from Milwaukee, and of Twins fans. Clearly, they're showing that trust and showing up to the park a lot, talking about the Twins on Twitter, watching their games, complaining when their games get taken off of certain broadcast providers. Like, the support is there, but my point here is that they have done so well to take this team from where they were when Falvey took over to get them into a spot to not only win the American League Central, but be a legitimate World Series contender. Maybe a piece or two away, but a World Series contender, no less, that I think that they've earned the benefit of the doubt to say, yeah, yeah I think that they're going to have a good week. They might add another piece or two, and then it's a team that's ready to buckle up and go for a World Series.
3: But you also think you're sort of at this organizational philosophical crossroads here. What's that? Where if you don't, if you're not trading, and I'm not advocating that they should absolutely trade Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff. I think if you can if you can upgrade a couple more times and hang on to those guys, that's clearly the best of both worlds, that's right? That's where you, I'm going. That's my path yeah, right now. That would be the best path. And uh, the fact that you could have had, you could have had Marcus Stroman for less than Alex Kirloff or Royce Lewis, and here we are. That's an interesting one. But... I think if you're not willing to trade Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff this year with this offense and and this type of stronghold on at least playing October baseball, is there ever going to be a scenario in the next 10 years in which you would trade? I mean, you're basically the, the, the philosophical crossroad is would you trade one of those prospects in a win now move? And this is the perfect scenario to pull the trigger if you're ever going to pull the trigger on trading one of those guys.
2: Yeah, it depends on your evaluation of those guys. Like, I'll, tra- I'll absolutely trade prospects. I'll trade prospects three through 10 if you want me to, but I'm not trading those two guys. The way that I look at this, Phil, is you could rewind this three years ago and we would have been having the same conversation about Max Kepler. Would have been saying, all right, listen, I know the kid's well-regarded and he's going to be one of the best German-born players of all time, like... That's great, but we have a chance to win. Not apples to apples. I get it because 2015 was sort of more of a pop year. I think we all kind of knew that at the time. But this is the exact same conversation we would have had then. And 95% of people would have been fine to sell Max Kepler down the road. And that's cool. I got no problem with that. I'm not a prospect hoarder. Yeah. But if you don't have Max Kepler on the 2019 twins, where are they now?
3: Yeah, but if you, but if, if, let's go back in time and, if if they had a team that was this good four years ago or five years ago, and you were adding a piece to that puzzle that would win a World Series, you don't really care about Mag. I mean, ask Cubs fans how much they care about some of the prospects that are playing for other teams right now. Now, there's probably some that would say, "Well, I'd, I'd rather have Glaber Torres." Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd rather have the World Series ring. Um, so, what you're saying, just to be clear, is you're not you're not in on Noah Syndergaard as a Minnesota Twin because you can't get Noah Syndergaard without giving up one of those two according to reports they want a top 30 major league prospect well, and the twins have two of those the Joel Sherman
2: report recently is that they're looking for a major leaguer in return for that plus some top prospects so I think that's, uh, so, that's so weird I don't think the Mets know exactly what they're doing maybe you know, they're they evil don't. geniuses but maybe they're just so weird blowing their hand maybe maybe they're sitting on pocket queens and they don't know how to play it
3: it makes no he's under team control for two and a half years. If you're asking for a major leaguer in return, why don't you just hang on to the major leaguer you have for two right. and a half years at like nine million dollars?
1: It doesn't make just, any sense. And you just traded for Marcus Stroman, so why not have and you still got <laughs> Jacob deGrom, who's still pretty good. He's
3: a pretty good pitcher, yeah. yeah. I mean their rotation is amazing now. Too bad they're so far back. Well, they should sell. But next year, if they keep Wheeler,
2: that's the guy. Let's let's talk about starting pitching next, because I think that's the next domino to fall here. They could make another bullpen move, the twins, that is. But I I would still be absolutely entertaining every call, text, FaceTime, Gchat, Slack notification that comes in looking to trade, starting pitching to the Minnesota Twins. I think they should keep those avenues open.
3: I also invited our friend Judd in because he ranted about something in a uh, morning Judd video today. I said, melted you know, down a little bit, yeah. Well, if you want to come in here and... And rant at us, we will we will give you some time. This so is we can do two things when we come back.
2: A juicy, power-packed final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. How to become
0: a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the
1: Score North Twin Show. Minnesota Twins! Twins coverage on Score North and Scorenorth.com. All right, one forty-five. time for a Score North download. Manny Hill here as we're going into the last segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show today. And lots of trade speculation, lots of reckless trade speculation going on all afternoon with us here on Score North on various different platforms. ScoreNorth.com, that fantastic and free Score North mobile app. And uh, on the air right now on AM 1500 on your radio dial. What should the twins do over the next 48 hours as the trade deadline approaches, tweet us at SKORNorth. North. Let us know. Tweet us individually. And uh, also a reminder, join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and Portland this Sunday afternoon. A little matinee for you uh, with the pregame at 2.30. They'll kick things off at 3 right here on Score North on AM 1500. That aforementioned scorenorth.com and that aforementioned scorenorth mobile. App as we return to the Score North First Place Twin Show.
2: This is the Score North First Place Twin Show on Score North, live from Bomba Soda, the land of ten thousand rakes, where the magic number is fifty
3: six. Did I okay. get that right, Manny? You nailed it. What did okay. we say, 54? I said 54. I think it's
2: 56. In was, my head, it's 54 because I'm, I'm a
3: homer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's Phil in Mackey. In Judd's mind, at 77. Still.
2: Judd Zolgad joins the show for the final segment to get some takes off on uh, Marcus Stroman and uh, the next David Ortiz. I'm Derek Wetmore. I want to start with Stroman, boys, because the Mets of all teams acquired Toronto's starting pitcher, who was said to be highly coveted ahead of the deadline. He's got a year of team control left after this. One. What are the Mets doing? But maybe more importantly, for the score on first place, Twin Show, should the Twins have been in on that action, guys? Should they have been? Absolutely. For after the price seeing, they paid,
5: that price, yes, yes. This is not a good start. This is Sergio Romo's. Uh, you know what? I got no problem there. Right. Like the whole thing on Saturday. Night. This isn't okay. I agree. It's not enough. You got to do do more. But when I saw the price on Strowman, and I thought to myself, you didn't go there. Like that to me is bargain based compared to what we thought a week ago. It's weird. It's I'm bothered. I'm I'm bothered by this because it's not the start that I want for a team that needs to be all in. And and I love the fact that the Mets have no clue and are completely dysfunctional. No, they they just don't. They they've got it, yeah, no clue. The whole I whole thing's weird. I think their their agent turned GM thinks that he is uh trying to run a rotisserie baseball league team. Like yours, Phil, he did and try. not a real baseball yeah, team. Try. Mine's
3: pretty bad this year. You guys want to hear about it? No, no not okay. at all. Okay, <laughs> let's wait till four o'clock for that one.
5: Anyway, uh, y- yes, I'm bothered because this was the type of pickup that we've been talking about for a couple months now. It made perfect sense, and when I saw what the what the uh, Mets had to uh, or what the Mets got back, I thought to myself, "That's not doable, Derek Falvey. Yeah, Bad Levine. That's not doable." Phil, does this
2: bug you at all? Because so there's a report in the Athletic from. Ken Rosenthal over the weekend. I, I tend to when Ken writes, I tend to trust it. He said that uh, the Mets' plan remains unclear to many in baseball. With one rival executive, Manny, you'll like this, comparing GM Brody Van what's his name to uh, kindergartner's finger painting. <laughs> that is a direct quote from an executive, so that's pretty mean. Well. And he uh. just said the 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 Mets basically thought they couldn't get a better deal because a lot of the buyers. This is the part that's going to really irritate Judd make his skin crawl a lot of the buyers are just straight up refusing to overpay so Toronto took what they thought that they could get rather than waiting to drive the price up here in the next 72, 48 hours
3: here's where I get confused So the Yankees the Astros, the Twins, the Red Sox there's a lot of teams that would presumably have loved to have Marcus Stroman if you said hey you want Marcus Stroman without even talking price I think a handful handful of teams minimum are going to be like yep Let's talk, right? All of those teams balked at this low price. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that that the Mets walked into the grocery store and said, eh, I'm not going to pay full price for that, but, I mean, like, we'll pay 30 cents on the dollar for that. And, like, the five other hungry people in line at the grocery store are like, eh, well, and Whole Foods is like, yeah, here you go. The 30 only one, cents. Sounds good. <laughs> the, only one that
5: salad. the only one that might make sense of, of why it didn't happen is I could see if the Yankees held, or if uh, Toronto held some belief that we don't want to trade you to the Yankees, possibly. But yeah, Phil, you're right. Houston. But the fact that the Twins didn't just say, okay, bleep it, we're in. All right, here's where it gets weird.
2: This is from the Rosenthal piece, and it underscores exactly what Judd is talking about. He said a third exec, this is Rosenthal, I'm quoting directly from the piece, had a different perspective, saying that no one should assume the Jays could have done better simply because teams such as the Braves, the Yankees, and the Twins have better prospects. I mean they they do. The Twins have better prospects than the guys that went to the Mets and the or to the Blue Jays, excuse me, in the Marcus Stroman trade. With buyers refusing to overpay, the Jays evidently felt that the Mets' offer was their best, and they did not want to lose it with the Mets active on so okay, many other fronts. but one
3: thing, and again, we don't know, these are two weird, odd franchises, the Blue Jays and the Mets, speaking a different language to each other than maybe the rest of the league, and it's just hard to know what was happening there. But the Twins can't get distracted in the next 48 hours. This isn't about winning the trade in from a macro perspective in the next 48 hours. Wow, we don't want to overpay. No, you need gas to finish the race and gas is pitching. If you have to pay 35 bucks a gallon instead of, you know, well, that's a lot. If you <laughs> have to pay 6 bucks a gallon instead but you have of the money. Instead of 2.50 a gallon, you should pay 6 bucks a gallon. Otherwise, what's the point of even being on this road trip? How about that analogy? Wow, that was really Boy. deep. That was like
5: Unfortunately, Phil, I, cigarette. I don't think that that's how the the vast majority now of teams think. Which you said just makes sense, but teams are so paranoid about being um, the pirates in the Archer trade now. And it's this whole of, can you go, can you go to the cocktail party in, in December and not be like, oh my god, I can't believe that, that we have to face <laughs> this person again because yeah. we just gave up the farm. So, I agree completely, but it's as if there's just this overall paranoia that as long as we don't get screwed, even if we don't win the World Series, as long as we don't feel that we made a bad trade it's going to yeah. be fine. And,
3: and I completely disagree with that. I mean, that. frame it up this way, okay? Like, let's say any of us are walking in a desert with Bill Gates and us being team with, with no money or team with no prospects and Bill Gates being like, Bill Gates has more currency than we have and there's a bottle of water and there's only one and you both get to the bottle of water and, hey, whoever makes the best offer for the bottle of water wins, right? And uh, our group of... of Non billionaire says, well, I mean, like, I guess all we can afford is to pay this much for the bottle of water. Literally, Literally all of my money. Yeah. I want to live. And, and Bill Gates is like, I just don't want to overpay for that bottle of water. I guess I'll just <laughs> die in the desert. Like your your prospect pool is one of the most coveted in baseball, I would say. It's a top it's right. probably a top five or six so, farm system. Overpay if you need to. Here's where my idea works perfectly. You don't want to give up your prospects, right?
5: You love all your every one of them's precious, like your children. I love some of them. And that's fantastic. Some of them more than others. What what are the Mets try it's very clear the Mets are completely dysfunctional and screwed up, but I can tell you what I what I see them trying to do. They're intent on trading players and but they're also intent on getting players back who can help them in their little pitiful minds win right now. And I've got the guy for you. He's red hot. It's perfect, Miguel Sano. No, you take no, this. no, no, no. You st- you take everyone else out of the package. So your top two prospects gone. You call and you say Sano and a couple of lower level prospects. You plug Sano in at third base. If you're Brody Van Wagner, you plug him in at third base. McNeil gets moved to the outfield. Miguel Sano is going great guns yeah. right now. You have fixed him. You trade him. He is going to be nothing but a problem going forward. If you're the Twins, you give him to the Mets. And finally, the David Ortiz thing. Okay, you idiots, Preach. you Preach. idiots Preach. out there. But no, but this is it's not a conversation. David Ortiz, Miguel Sano cannot become Ortiz because what you people fail to think about is this. You took Ortiz to the curb on a Thursday and put him with the garbage. The Twins put him with the garbage. The garbage man came and picked him up and he became a Hall of Fame player.
3: If And and the garbage man gave you nothing in return. No,
5: I know you got nothing. Just to be clear. If Noah (laughs) Syndergaard, but honest to God, if Noah Syndergaard comes back in a package for Miguel Sano... You're going to tell me in a year? Oh, my God, he's hitting some home runs for the Mets, and all I got is a top-line pitcher? Are you people idiots? Stop! And McNeil can be moved. Don't tell me he can Position flexibility. It's 2019. I'm so sick of this. The trade makes perfect sense. Brody Van Moron will take it. This is so easy, but stop with the Ortiz comparisons. It's not apples to apples. You gave the man away. Honestly,
3: if you traded David Ortiz to the Mets and they gave you a bucket of batting practice baseballs, you would have gotten more than the Twins got for David Ortiz. (laughs) That's correct. So if you get one of the best starting pitchers of the last five years, it's not a comparison. Correct. Can I add, let let me add this question, okay? Would you rather? Like in my mind, I'm Judge, having need a, some water. I'm You're having okay? a hard time so coming to terms with trading Royce Lewis for Noah Syndergaard because I think Royce Lewis is going to be amazing for ten years. I think he's he had a slow start to the season. I just I, I he's the number one overall pick. Go look at the history of number one overall picks. There's a few busts, but it's a lot of Hall of Famers and All Stars. But if all of a sudden the conversation changes according to reports, the Joel Sherman report that Derek referenced earlier, that oh no, actually the Mets want a major leaguer for. Noah Syndergaard. Would you rather trade Royce Lewis for for Noah Syndergaard or Miguel Sano for Noah Syndergaard? Uh, no question. Miguel Sano. Yeah, easy. Like I would yeah, trade. So it's not, it's so not tough. If they're dumb enough to want He's that, you should be fishing if in that. I water. had
2: Sano and they had Royce Lewis. I'd make that trade straight up. But I could. The windows doesn't matter. You'd make that trade. And here's where I would push back against it. Just that I don't think the Mets. Now, it's very dangerous to try to put yourself in the Mets shoes and assume that I know what they're thinking, or that they'll even be logical. But if they're being logical, four for Sano's not close. That's not even they're close not to value.
5: Being logical and here's right. And here's the key. Here's the key that I've heard and it makes the most sense of this whole convoluted mess. Brody Van Wagnen's trying to acquire future talent as well. Fred Wilpon Fred Wilpon, who owns them, who's in his 80s, is playing the role of Mike Illich. And what did Illich do at the very end? I want a World Series before I Go die, so I never want to be bad. So there, that's the cluster that they're in, it's bad. and that's why. But that's why they seem intent on trading Syndergaard, and they want major league talent. They should I've just gotta, keep
3: They should keep Syndergaard. They have an awesome rotation. Just,
5: but if they're not going to, my point is, I got a well third baseman to give them.
2: I might say, I might call them and say, "Hey, I know you're getting rung up like just phones ringing off the hook, Snapchats coming through, everything." Beating down your doors trying to get Noah Syndergaard. We'll give you a little break on that. Assuming you're not going to want him if we don't have to give up our our top two guys. Like, that's just not happening. What about Zach Wheeler? Zach Wheeler's going to walk this winter. He upgrades our rotation. Oh, and hey, as long as we're talking, I mean, Seth Lugo, a pretty good reliever. Edwin Diaz, if you guys want to... Bring your sights down from our top prospects and not give up your super stud. You can keep three stud pitchers for your rotation next year. I think
5: your boys want controllable players and Syndergaard is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely I'm, a thing. I, I figured it out. It's definitely It a makes a thing. perfect sense. Use the Mets against them. And by the way, if you ever want a very good chance of sending Sanoa to a team where he will ultimately fail, it's the Mets. The lifestyle in that city would be awful for Look
3: him. But Matt, Matt Harvey went from like the best pitcher in baseball to probably but, never pitches in the major leagues again in five years. Can you imagine, though, Miguel in Manhattan, 3 a.m. consistently? Wow. <laughs> it, would be, it would be fun wow. to imagine. It would be fun to hang out with him. But. <laughs> by way, we'll, we'll, more of this between 4 and 6, Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Yeah. Yep.
1: I can't wait. Rami
3: in Milwaukee. For More reckless fest. speculation tomorrow on the Score
2: North First Place Twins show. We'll see you next, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you next time
3: tomorrow. <laughs> All right, see you guys. <laughs>